0: There we go. Mike. My... Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the illustrious twenty-four hour Bozoathon.
1: Thank you for
2: having me. Hey, thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. So Mike is a uh we, we don't like how successful
0: of a a, a comedy writer he is. We're we' we I'm offended by it personally.
2: I, I wish you could just kind of cut it out
0: a little yeah. bit
1: uh uh uh, uh oh, very <laughs> nice of you
0: to say yeah no you're you're absolutely hilarious i'm trying to i'm pulling up yeah. your you're welcome man i don't and i don't like a lot of people so like i keep in mind that i really hate most people so i'm not no, it's, it's not gratuitous nice. if i think somebody's funny it's like they're actually funny thank you thank you okay for inviting me. yeah man I'm, thank you for agreeing to do it okay so you you're currently writing for the president show I'm I'm going to start writing for the presidential Monday. Monday's your first day. Ooh, that, that'll be fun. And then so and then you've worked uh, on Adam Ruins Everything. Worked on Adam
1: Adam Ruins Everything. Uh, worked on the Bill Nye show tonight's right. show with Jimmy Fallon.
0: What did you uh, what did you do for SNL? Uh, I
1: was I wrote jokes for the weekend update.
0: Nice, nice. That's yeah. I feel like those are the best jokes. Yeah, yeah, it's it was cutting out a little bit. Just I'm technology, sorry, you know. Great. Technology doesn't it doesn't always do what we want.
1: Of course.
0: Uh, what was the question? I'm sorry, that's my fault. No, I was just saying that that, that the weekend updates. I it's the ideal place to write jokes because that's topical and you can just kind of fire them off, and they always have the best the best jokes oh. of the uh, of the SNL show.
1: Totally. That aren't just <laughs>
0: obscure skits.
1: And I was lucky enough to do it while, like, Seth Myers, and Amy Poehler were there and were super supportive of people who were, like, even at the time I was a super young writer who had no idea what he was doing. So they were very, very cool about, like, wanting to cultivate
0: people and, like, make them better. So I owe a lot to those two. I've heard that about – I haven't heard about Amy, but it makes sense. I've heard that about Seth a lot, that he is super into cultivating and real supportive of up-and-coming people. And and there's a lot and you know in this business there's a lot of people that are not – they're the yeah. opposite of that. It's like, nah, you're you're going to take some of my money or I don't need to help anybody else. Like, I've already made it. You have to do the same thing I did. It's like, right. no, just help a guy out if you can. No, Seth's, Seth's a super good guy. He really wants people to grow. Like, you
1: know, because you're right. There are a lot of people in this industry who are like, I paid you to do this one job. You're going to only do that one job and I never want to think about you doing another job. <laughs> and there are people who are kind of like Seth or Amy Poehler who kind of like, are like, okay, mm-hmm. I see that you want to advance. So I'm going to... You know, I can't spend every moment of my day helping you in advance, but I will try to give you the opportunities that are
0: hard to get. Right. And, and, and you helping somebody cultivate a, a talented young writer that actually has a come up and does become successful, then I, I feel like you both can do stuff in the future together and it, it yeah. works better and it helps the industry. It lifts everything up. So you're lifting just comedy up in general. I think that's something that everybody should at least try to aspire to do if you're, if you're in the biz, so to speak. <laughs> Yeah, or make your at the very least make yourself open to people who are trying to you know to grow. But but there are young writers that are very annoying and they don't they don't know anything. It's not their fault, but they do kind of suck.
1: Sure, but there's also old writers who think they know everything and they're also annoying. So
2: yeah, that's there's me. People. Yeah, that's who I am. So, I so I've, I've got a question. The so you you mentioned that you're starting for a new show on on Monday. Is is there like an element of uh, where you feel like you have to go in on your first day and prove yourself and you've got to like beat somebody up with jokes and prove your, <laughs> that was your dominance.
1: Like right? how does there, that work? There's it's, it's weird cause there's two very different but equal feelings. And one is like, I have to go in there and I have to like pitch the best ideas I've ever had or I'm worthless. But then there's the other half of me that's like, this has been going on. The show has been running for, you know, six months now. I'm not, you know I'm the new person so I need to shut up and like listen to how people do things
0: and, yeah you know, well, that's gotta be tough to find that balance cause you do have to prove yourself I mean, okay. not, actually you really don't they hired you they know who you are
1: they hired me and they know who I am and you do have to prove yourself but you also have to also you know not piss everyone off the first day cause if you piss everyone off the first day by being too annoying which you can be by trying to prove yourself then you just you know sort of
0: work against all your goals for sure How many how many times have you been in a writer's room where it's the it's perpetual joke one upping and it's literally like being in hell? But you can't stop Uh, not trying to have a funnier joke because that's just that's like a creed that we live by. If somebody says something else that's a funnier reference and you can't beat it, like you you're defeated.
1: Um, I wouldn't call it a hell. I've been in it a couple times. It's only a hell if everyone's doing it only to be competitive, you know, because sometimes you just have comedians in the room and everyone's trying That's to That's what try. I'm talking about.
0: The comics, really, is just where it's just like, oh my god, this is so tiring. Like, shut maybe, up. I don't need another joke.
1: Maybe once or twice. Once or twice. And it's usually not even tiring because people are trying to one-up each other. It's tiring because you're like, guys, we could leave now. Like, yeah, we could our work day. And I get that we're all trying to impress this boss, but we could leave. You know what I mean? It's almost like... We don't have we're to, do trying this. to if It's almost like nerds were trying to one-up each other asking... How much homework they have for the weekend? That's the <laughs> equivalent.
0: Where it's like, exactly we don't have to is. do this. You could leave. Nah, I'm gonna stay with the teacher and work on some jokes. Yeah, yeah. That, make, that makes perfect sense. Well, we really appreciate you you coming on and helping out with the uh, with the flood down here. It's not the most ideal situation, but uh, of course, coming yeah. it's coming along. Did you, uh, so what were you thinking when you saw the the footage? When you look, you're from Florida, right? Right. So you know hurricanes, so you're kind of familiar with what they do. People that can't, they're from up north and stuff, that they've never seen one, they don't relate, they don't understand, like, what it is.
1: Right. Um, yeah, like, I lived through a couple of hurricanes, especially Hurricane Andrew, which is probably the closest thing to something like Irma in terms of, like, media hype. Um... So And it's funny, too, because, like, you know, obviously this is for Hurricane Harvey, and in my head I'm like, Hurricane Irma, that's what's important because it's going towards Florida. Um, I think that what people don't understand about it is that it's not like – it's almost this catch-22 because you can, you can really do a lot of preparation. Like, you know, as we've seen, like, you can prepare your house so your house doesn't fall over or your windows don't break. But if there's a flood, there's nothing you can do to stop a flood. Right. People are, We'll just evacuate and that's understandable too but it's like you know it's not like you you know people like us who are like comedians who have sort of somewhat mobile lives like there are people with like three generations of a family in one house with three generations of paperwork and history in one house and it's very hard to just be like oh we'll just drive away you know like it's very hard for them so I think what a lot of people don't understand is that a lot of these victims of hurricanes it's not just like oh their house is flooded and they lost a TV or you know Something like that. It's like, you know, these are people who might not have a driver's license anymore or might not have a social security card or all of their tax paperwork that they were getting ready for the next year is gone. So now that they're almost kind of screwed doing their taxes, like, and it sounds like so minuscule compared to the draw, you know, because people want to see it on a big dramatic scale of like, how many
0: deaths are there? Who died? Who Who drowned? That's a death having to go to the the driver's license place or social security office. That is a death. That is a death. Like, having to spend, like, eight hours trying to prove that you are who you say you are. Oh, my God, no.
1: Or, like, even, like, something, you know, like, losing family photos. Like, you know, there are certain family photos that maybe you didn't digitize it or you digitize it on a hard drive and you lose, you know, not just three, but four or five, six generations of family information. That's really hard on people, especially, like, you know, a lot of these people who a lot of their, you know, they have spent years collecting this stuff. So, I think what a lot of people don't realize about it is that hurricanes, it's not that they like kill people. They do kill people, but it's not about like the amount of deaths or injuries. It's like the difficulties of these lives afterward.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's just direct. That's a direct effect of the people. It's like all the damage to the house and, and the history of the people and their families and stuff. But also, like, just if it's flooded and the the dry cleaners can't get to the dry cleaning that place is closed the restaurant can't get supplies can't get gas you can't get it just it keeps just going outwards because everybody's right. affected and you all these little things that you think about you're like ooh like the traffic's been brutal here because there's two there's just two freeways shut down with right. their main arteries and like traffic's three to four hours to get anywhere in the city right now it's brutal
1: yeah. You know, and people will lose their jobs. You know, not just you know because it's like a business was ruined by the flooding, so they're shut down, or because the owner is taking this as an opportunity to like lay off people with some lame excuse. So yeah, I, like, sure. small t- things.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm completely with you. I, I, there's just I I think it's important for people to look at a disaster, and I I, I guess understand what it is i don't i don't know if you can relate to being in her because it's not like harvey here wasn't there was no wind damage we just got stuck in perpetual rain just circling around the city for five straight days dumping feet right. of rain on end it what, there was no storm it was just water kept rising and it wouldn't stop so it wasn't like this like irma looks like it's going to be a force of death like just coming up with winds yeah. and stuff ripping around that's that was nothing like this hurricane was it just stalled over our city and just st- stood there you're so right. I mean, it's I don't know. It's yeah. not ideal, though. It's definitely
1: not ideal. The one the one advantage Florida has is that a lot of it was developed relatively late in the twentieth century. So there's a lot of like you know buildings that are like built to sort of withstand this stuff, but you're still going to get a ton of flooding damage. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like that's also the problem is people will be like, first of all, it's it's weird to quantify any number of deaths, but you're going to get people yeah. be like oh. 10, 15, 20, 30 people died, it's not that big of a deal, that's like any natural disaster, but you're like, you also have to consider, yes, these people lived, but, like, you know, if your entire life is washed away, did you? that's hard, especially if you have a family. Yeah. Um, you know, or if even, like, your house is flooded, like, people are like, oh, their house is flooded, you know, they have, and again, people I think, I think always sort of... Uh, cut it down to like consumer goods are like oh you lost your tv or you lost your furniture that's really hard and it's like well, no they no the their yeah. house is done like the house is done and they have to fight with an insurance company to get money they're gonna have to find an apartment while hundreds of thousands of other people who had their house flooded have to find an
0: apartment you know what i mean like right yeah and i almost think it's something that people can't relate to like, yeah, if a, you haven't lost a house, or if you haven't, I mean, it's almost something that you can't even, like, fathom how terrible it is, so you're just like, oh, yeah, your furniture, that sucks, oh, that's horrible, I lost my stuff. It's like, no, we, like, lost the house, so we can't do anything right. with it. And not well, only yeah. is it our investment money, but it's, like, our, our livelihood and the place where we stay, so it's literally everything about our life. Right, and then,
1: depending on your insurance plan, it might be like, uh, you don't get another house, or we'll give you money, but in, like, two years, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so hard to, obviously, I have... You know, no experience being like a victim who's been injured or hurt, but it's it's hard when you have property damage. I mean, or you lose your car and you can't go to work and you lose your job, or you know, in the flooding somehow your phone is damaged and now you can't contact work and you lose your job and you can't contact family. Like there's so many. Gives me anxiety just thinking thinking about it. Like oh,
0: that sounds terrible. I was like sitting in the car charging it. Like please don't power don't go out. I need my phone.
1: Exactly. And there's all these small things that go into it that affect people's everyday lives from their jobs to their kids to their schools. That you know, people don't see necessarily, and that's what makes hurricanes hard. Is you know, it's not the cans flying in the wind that's bad. It's really it bad. aftermath. You know.
0: Yeah, where'd you go to hurricane school? How come you know so much? It's did you guys did you get your, your doctorate it. in hurricanes? Are you a meteorologist? I'm just it's kidding. No, you.
1: I like that you know it. How to not kill a manatee with a boat. Those are the two things you learn.
2: That's right. <laughs> well, the you know, the, and there's also the 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 problem that. You know, if, if you suffered through Hurricane Harvey, like the media already moved on, and you're still yeah. you're you're still waiting for water to recede, and like it, the the everyone else is already thinking about you know the next hurricane, and the one after that, and and Which everyone's is literally the case. Yeah, exactly, and everyone's sort of moved on, but you're still you're still in the same position you were, and it's not like having the eyes of of the world on you makes it better, but at least you feel like somebody cares and now it doesn't feel like that at all.
1: Right. And even, like, the flip side of, like, I have, you know, because my parents are in the, the path of Hurricane Irma, I must have the flip side where I'm like, you know, all, all these people gave money to Harvey, what if my parent, not just my parents, but, like, what if, like, the community that I grew up in is having trouble and now everyone's sort of, like, you know, that, like, I already donated. feeling. And that's what's hard about it, too, is, like, you have... Different states affected by different hurricanes, and and you're like you're like oh wait a minute who am I supposed to care about? Um, right. The media, it doesn't help because the media is like like you said, the media is like all right, Harvey's over, next big thing, and you're like well people are still affected by Harvey and people are still affected by Irma, and it's so hard to like it's not hard to it, care about both, but it's hard to you know like for anyone to dedicate resources to both.
0: Yeah, I when they, when I saw them approve the uh, the fifteen billion dollars for for Harvey. I was, I even, and I'm here, and I was like, oh, like Irma's about to hit Florida. I was like, where are they gonna get that money? So I mean, I, I even think about it, and I was thinking about this when it hit. I was about other countries, and they're like, well, here's a flood in Nigeria that happened, you know, close to Harvey, and it's like, yeah, I, I, I do care that they, they were hurt, but it's like I, I kind of care about what I'm dealing with. So I don't know. It's kind of hard to not empathize, but. I don't know, I guess we just all root for, our, it's our place, it's a, so you root for your own team, I guess.
1: Yeah, and it's, but it, 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 you know, the media doesn't help it with their sort of portrayal of it as, like, you know, almost episodic events. Um, because, you know, like, we're both saying, like, well, it's, not, it's not about, like, the two, one or two or three days that the hurricane's hitting, it's about, like, the build it, rebuilding your life after, you know?
0: Yeah, and they don't. And, and they don't. The media works to hype up the storm, be in the storm, and a couple days, and then they get out. And they were heavy in the city. They were helping people. The media was amazing, but they don't. It's like this is. And I was I was telling James about this that we don't like even for this this show here. Like we've got some donations. It's been great, and everybody agreed to do it, including yourself. That's awesome. But there's definitely been a. a, a a drop in in caring about hearing about the city of Houston and Harvey. Not that people don't yeah. care, but there's like, all right, we did that, we did that already. The internet is done. That's it's too long for the internet.
1: And that's what and that's what's hard about it too, because we're all going to have people we know who are deeply affected by it for not just. Days, but months and years, and it's 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 so hard to you know feel like it's like flavor of the month horror show television.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree, and I I it, I do it here, and like there's people that I was lucky that the water did not get in the house, it came up right to it, and I've I've never experienced that before, but I was one of the lucky ones, and I, I feel affected, and I know people lost everything. I'm still like, I don't know, I still feel like I'm not doing enough. So this is this little thing. Least I could do. Oh man, hurricanes suck. Let's let's those just suck. Let's uh shift gears before we let you go here. What what's your favorite what's your favorite bit or sketch or joke that you've ever written? Doesn't have to be your funniest. What's your favorite? Because my favorite or like self indulgent to me that maybe aren't in my funniest, but I love certain things. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah right. Um, my favorite is. Uh, my favorite bit that I've ever probably written. Um, I can I can think of two. One is for the onion. I once wrote wrote an editorial that was, "There's nothing to fear but fear itself, except for me that goes to Franklin Delano Roosevelt," <laughs> <laughs> which I always liked. Just for that's a really that's
2: really good. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. And oh, I uh, like that a lot. <laughs> Wrote a bit
1: for Fallon that I did not expect to make the, to make air, and I actually made air, which was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio won a lawsuit where he won $9,000. Yeah. And when I read that news story, what struck me about it was just that $9,000 is probably a ton of money to me or you. Right. $9,000, you're like, oh, like if someone suddenly gave you $9,000, you're like, be great. It doesn't solve everything, but the next few months I'm fine. I right. know I'm fine. I don't need to worry about like six months. Right. Uh, for him, it's probably nothing. So the whole bit was just like it was this graphic readout with a picture of him being like, of him bragging about having $9,000. And it was just a funny idea for me to have like Leonardo DiCaprio be like, hey guys, guess you just got $9,000? <laughs> like, where the you or I would, where it's like, I'm going to get a new couch, I'm going to get a new TV, and I'm going to get so many girls to come over. Like, him reacting that way with $9,000 to me That's was really a very funny idea. And I actually went to the show, and and people really liked it. The audience was okay with it. Uh, sometimes the Jimmy Fallon audience is not entirely on board with very, you know, bits that cut into the audience, cut too deeply into, like, celebrity culture. But, like, right. it, it I was proud of it. It went. It went almost exactly the way I wrote it, so I really loved it. That's ideal. Yeah. I
2: uh... I'm a history teacher, so I'm definitely using the ghost of Frank. I'm going to steal that, the, the ghost of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. That's hilarious. Please steal. So, to help the youth.
0: Please do, please. <laughs> Mike, do you have anything? You got any shows, anything coming up that you want to promo before we let you go?
1: Um, i just say watch the President Show on Comedy Central. Also, you can follow me at Mike Drucker,
0: M-I-K-E-D-R-U-C-K-E-R.
1: Um, also, listen to my podcast, How to Be a Person.
0: Yeah, man, he teaches you how, and if you don't listen, that's that's on you. That's on yeah. you, that's on you, man. It's, it, it, it's all on you. Well, Mike, I really appreciate it, man. You're you're absolutely hilarious, and uh, I'll see you on the I'll see you online and whatnot. Yeah, well, and uh, we'll everybody we'll watch his show, or else that's my threat. <laughs> and uh, Mike, I will see you, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank
2: you for having me. I really appreciate
0: it. All right, hey, bud. All right.